This is a Chazar Shia from the Shia that was given in Shabbos, Parshas Nasai, on page Kuflamid Vav, on top, page Kuflamid Vav on top. At the end of the last Shia, Rav Schwartz asked a very simple question, and the answer is very simple. The question, the question was, if there would be such a thing that some person would create a pill, some kind of a, of a, 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 of a medication that would bring sadness upon him. Now, we know that there are happy pills, whatever form, shape or form that individual likes to take it in. There are some things called happy pills that give a person a, a feeling, at least for the moment, some sort of a surge of uh, uplifting feelings before he passes out and they take him to the hospital. <clears throat> but why would anybody in his right mind want to take a sadness pill? Why would anybody want to take a sadness pill? And the answer is, that's the question. Would anybody want to sing? The answer is a resounding no. The whole world is looking for happiness. Nobody's looking for sadness. And yet, Rav Schwartz explained that there is a pill in the world that is the, the pill of sadness, and that's Ratsam Gashmi. Ratsam Gashmi, to want things, to want things, even more noble and refined things of this world, anything other than the Vekas Basham, Ratsam Gashmi is the sadness pill. And he ended with the marshal of a person who is in the palace, who has the key to the royal treasure. And he runs, life, 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 he runs away, runs away. And when people try to stop him, he doesn't even have time to, to speak. He's out of breath and he says, I have to get away from this place. And nobody understands. He's running away from the Eitzah HaMelech. He's running away from the treasure that will that will bring him the greatest joy imaginable. He's running away, running away. So if Schwartz says that at this moment in our lives, this moment, we are standing in the royal palace of the king with the key to the treasure. That's Elkayin Neshamish Nesati B'Tahirihi. The Oitzer, the Oitzer HaMelech, the Oitzer HaMelech, the treasure of the king, is Nishmas Yisrael. It says in the Megillah Sester, when the Nachajerish was weighing the Shkolem, so for Haman, the Haman, they were weighing the Shkolem, says, Ginzei HaMelech by Yehudim. Ginzei HaMelech, Ginzei HaMelech, the treasure of the king. Ginzei HaMelech by Yehudim is in the Jewish people. Every Jew contains within him the Ginzei HaMelech, the Nisham that a person has. And yet, as Rosh Hashanah says, people make an ideology of life to run away from that which could give them all of the Simcha, all of the Menuchas and Nefesh. People run away from that. Their whole lives, they're running away, running away. They don't even stop to catch their breath, to, <clears throat> to, to realize, to think that the Eitzah HaMelech is inside of them, not outside of them. And we learn that all of those vitsinas that a person has that are outside, that cause him to be a rutz, that cause him to run and to seek the oitzvahs of the world under the bridge in Prague, as we spoke about in the story, and to go wherever that person's bridge in Prague is, that imaginary place or thing that's going to make him happy and put him at peace and so on, that endless search for, for the treasure, it's the biggest Rahmanis because the Oitzah HaMelech, the Oitzah HaMelech is within the person himself, and it's the only place that he could find the Oitzah HaMelech. 
at the top of Kuflamid Vav, and Achlan Mitzrayim Ba'alim Shakula Marshal Chivetzainis. We're living in a world that's pulling us all the time, pulling us more and more to Ritzainis, to want this, want that. Right, Sim Yaladim. Now, these are good things. We want children. Right, Sim Shiyavlo, no, we have them, we want that they should grow up. Right, Sim Lahanis Mehem, we want to enjoy them. Right, Sim Shatia Panasa, Vakalas, Vishafa, we want that we should have a Panasa that comes to us easy, Vakalas, Vishafa. In an easy way, a lot, a lot. <clears throat> I had I was talking to a person yesterday who was telling me that um, he has a choice between between a profession that going into a profession that he he's okay with it, he's not particularly fond with, it, but he could earn a very nice living, and something that he really, really, really is crazy about, but there's no money in it. So I I said to him, Why'd you ask you know, why don't you ask your wife what she prefers? So, so he said, "I'm not married." I said, "You could ask her anyway. Just, you know, make believe. You could take a Barbie, you know, put it up in the corner and say, sweetheart, I have these two choices.' Right? So, he says, "But I don't really, you know, I, I can manage the other one, but I don't really, you know, like, I'm not, I don't find like meaningfulness in it." I said, "Meaningfulness you find in the Gemarashi Taisus. With work, if you enjoy it, it's a mila. It's a mila. It's not a requirement." Ever since Adam Chava was told to leave, it doesn't always work out that way. And people who started off loving what they were doing, it doesn't always end up that way either. So a person, a person wants to have a panasa bekalus of a chef. A kalus doesn't only mean that he wants to have it that it should come easy. He wants that he should find meaning in it. This is what, the, this is what he was telling. Me. He wants to have a meaningful way of earning a living. I said the most meaningful way of earning a living is the type where you could where you could make deposits. <laughs> that's meaningful. You can make a deposit. That's meaningful. If you could pay your mortgage, it's meaningful. So he's looking for something higher and deeper. Any of our parents or grandparents would look at such a person like he's a nut. You want to find meaning in what you're doing? Okay, the person wants to go into Mlechas HaKadosh. I think I can see a lot of people that are doing that too. They're thinking for ways out. Meaning, you know where you find meaning? You find that inside yourself. Meaning in what you do for a living. If you can, I'm not saying it's not nice. It's a bonus. But it's not a requirement. You know, a guy's 25 years old and he's still doing a cup like this and like that. I said, it's not a requirement. It's a, it's a nice thing, but it doesn't love Davka. But that's also a Ratzin. The Ratzin is not just for a Panasa. A Panasa should be the Kalos. It should be easy. It should be easy. Ubeshefer. Hasach. A lot. Right, Semenucha. Also, Manuch, of course, to have time to rest. Writes him, writes him, everything's writes him. Wanting. Im Adam Yikach eight Vinyar. If a person would take out a pen and paper, writes, make a list of the stuff that he wants. I recommend that to begin with, you should start off with seven pages. Just start off with a, with a, a, a legal pad. If you want to put, make a list of the things that you want. And again, nice things. We're talking about children, and this, and this are good things. But what you want, mm-hmm. And when the person looks at the list honestly, and he goes through the items, he'll see that how many of them are themselves soisa one another. Like the person who wants to have children, but he wants to sleep every night. Right? So it's a theory. You want to have children that you like. You want children. Yeah, I rather want children. I want to have something to say. Kaddish after me when I'm 120. I want to be able to play and to learn to have a harusa. I want to have a 
uh, and you also want to sleep. So it doesn't. You have to make up your mind, which you, which is more important to you. Is you want to have a kid or do you want to sleep? So he says, I can't have both of those. So you could try. There are millions of men that have tried that. Uh, <laughs> you know, it all depends with your wife. Uh, you know how she fits into the picture over here, and it's not pushed. And even if you can go to sleep, and, and she's the type that lets you go to sleep, and, and you don't have to get up and be involved, but you, you start to ha- you, you lose your manucha anyway because you're worried about this and you're nervous about that. <clears throat> so even on the list of ritzaynis, there's so many steers, there's so many contradictions on the list that any a, any other list that would have so many contradictions, you would have to stay with a pen and start making uh, and cr- crossing off that this doesn't go with that and so on. But these are all ritzaynis. And because the rotsin is so strong, the person doesn't even think that there's a steer between these two. Doesn't think that there's a steer. I don't want to work. I want to make a lot of money. It was, I, I, that's a steer. Everybody, everybody knows there is such a person that doesn't work and he has a lot of money. Either, usually he's a, he had a Yerusha or he's a Ghanav. But otherwise, it's a, that's how life is. But the, so, the ritzaynis are so strong that you don't even use your cycle. And you have a list. That's filled with all kinds of contradictions. Ani Metzia says a seven page who writes it writes a bleak gvul. There's no gvul. Call I read Sinus Halalu. Heim beetsem hamafteh luchor ben adam. That each and every one of us walks around with with that with that uh, list in our pocket. That's the mafteh. That is the opening, the beginning of the churban. God forbid, of the downfall of a person, of the churban of a person. That's the end of being a little child. That's the end of that of that happiness and that sweetness and that carefree way of living, that ends. And the list grows and grows and there are more items, there are more items that are added. It's the mafteach, it's the beginning of the uprooting of the person from his natural state. Remember the natural state is the natural matzav of a person is simcha. Is the matzav of simcha. That's the beginning of his being, of his uprooting himself, not somebody else. We always say this person messed me up, that one messed me up, this person took away my simcha zechayim, that one took away my simcha zechayim. No, it's your own ritzayness took you out of that natural matzav of simcha. Instead, put you where uknisa la'elam afluli. They brought you into a dark world, into a dark world, a foggy, dark world. To understand this better, we're now going to go over a Mishnah that each and every one of us has heard from the time that we're children. And like many of those things that are so familiar to us and they're on our lips, that we never really stop and think of the unbelievable Chiddush, the Oymek, of that which we're so familiar with. It's the Mishnah. It's the Mishnah in the sixth parak of Pirkei Avos. Chachmenos al Oimrim. Chazal say, "Kachi darkeshal Tyre." This is the path of Tyre. Now, those few words at the beginning sound great. This is the path of Tyre. From there on, it's downhill. Has b'melech Toichal. A piece of bread dipped in salt. Omayim bamesura tishta. And water bamesura in measure. Even the water. Even the water isn't bamesura. 
a little bit, in measure, what you need to live. Val ha'aretz teishon, you sleep on the ground. And you live a life of deprivation, meaning of not indulging this kind of a simple life. And in Torah, you toil. So if we just stop here, so some of our favorite people come to mind. I think Ramesha Feinstein and the Chavetz Chaim, right? Chazan Ish. Everybody has his favorites, Tzadikim, that fit into this picture. Nobody thinks of himself as either being presently in the picture or having any aspiration to live the kind of life that's described so far in the Mishnah of having a piece of bread dipped in salt and a little bit of water, even if the little bit of water is Poland Springs and it's and it's straight from Maine or wherever it comes from, some bathroom in Maine. And... And even if it's flavored, this is not my life. But I, this sentence, this sentence, even if it's a, even if it's a fresh piece of bread, to sleep on the ground, even if it's got a carpet on it, which of course they didn't have in those days. Then the Mishnah goes on and says a shocking thing. If you follow these rule, these instructions, the the bread water, the bread water floor formula, you are happy, fortunate, the tayvlach and it's good for you. So now pause. If we pause here, oh sure, I know Chavetz Chaim, Chavetz Chaim, who who could imagine? The Ilam Haba that's waiting for the Chavetz Chaim, for these tzaddikim who live such such simple lives of bread, water, and the floor. This is a big, big Ilam Haba that's waiting for such Eden, for such tzaddikim. This has no place, of course, we're not any place in this mission at all. Then, all of a sudden, here's the Shaka. Ashracha ba'ilam hazeh. Fortunate and happy are you ba'ilam hazeh in this world. The Tayvlach Lailam Hadha. And it'll be good for you in the next world. Ashracha Bailam Hazah. That's the Khidish of the Mishnah. We've seen it a thousand times. We just zip past it. Ashracha Bailam Hazah. So the Khala Raya is Devayatana Halalu, Oimid Mishtaim, Umishtaim Maim. Whoever reads these words of the Tana is Oimid Mishtaim Maim is in Shak. Ashracha Bailam Hazer Ashracha Bailam Hazer Bishlaim of Bailam Haber moving. I could understand Bailam Haber. Again, Chavitzheim, Ramaisha, the Tzadikim, I can understand Bailam Haber, I know, and they deserve it. After living a miserable life of deprivation, uh, uh, what's described in the Mishnah, they deserve it. And they, they learn, they daven, the big Tzadikim, all kinds of things. Person that learned and kept mitzvahs and so on, certainly he's rewarded in the next world. And in addition to that, Husagfan, he denied himself pleasures, all the pleasures of this world. 
In order he should be able to what? He should be able to cash in. Lost in love in the future. We're ready to acknowledge that there is also a way of life. It's not for me. But there is such a thing. There is a sheet of Sachaim that there are certain great people that they have the sheet of life, which is don't take anything from this world. Save everything for the next world. We heard stories like this since we were children. Just save everything up. If you don't take anything out of this world, then you have a full account, untouched account for the next world. There it'll talk to be good for you. There's also a sheet, of, there's a sheet like that in life. We, we, we understand that. But that's not what the Tan is saying. The Lashon of the Tanya is You're going to have a gewaltige time in this world. Fortunate and happy am I. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Can you imagine? I'm having a piece of bread dipped in salt, no less. And a, and, a, and a glass of water, not even a whole glass, a half a glass of water, and to top off the evening, to, I'm going to bed where? Not in a, not in a pastopedic, Sealy's super duper deluxe, fit for a king, king size, queen size, double, upper deck, lower decker bed. No, no, no. Uh, on, on the floor. Fortunate are you in this world? Atma. It's a wonder. What does that mean? We can't be massing such a thing. It's the biggest theory we could imagine. You and I can identify happiness with comforts and, of course, meaningfulness. Just to throw in for good measure. But, as a prerequisite for happiness, Ashracha, to have a life of Ashracha, to be able to have a normal meal, to be able to, and to be able to have a normal bed. And since when is this a Mahalach in Yiddishkeit anyway? I thought we heard all these different lectures and stuff about how the Torah doesn't want that and the Baal doesn't hold from this kind of thing. What kind of a life is that? Ashracha. If the Mishnah wouldn't have the words to live a life of deprivation, maybe we could still understand. But the Mishnah says it out clearly. This kind of a life of deprivation. Of tsar means of difficulties. Only through that can you actually be a person of Ashrach of So the Mishnah is saying more than that. The Mishnah is saying... The Mishnah is saying that all of the people, all of the people that have all the stuff, they're excluded. I mean, a lot of stuff, they're they're excluded. It sounds like from Ashrachav Elamazah, and the people who are in the parish of Ashrachav Elamazah are the people with the bread and the and the, uh, the, the the bread, the water, and the uh, sleeping on the floor. It sounds odd. Could that possibly be? What kind of an Ashrach is in this world? But that's not all. What's really upsetting? Why is it that the Tan is saying that that's the only way that I could have an Hashrach Is Davke what? 
Pasper Melach with the bread and salt and the water and so on. And what if Imadam Hubal Emsoim? So what if I happen to have a lot of money? I'm a Bal Emsoim. I have a lot of money. A Sha'oviv Mafki Lachashboinim in the Chaydis Sach shall come al Feshkolim. I have a nice father with money. He puts every single month thousands of Shkolim into my bank account. Is the Tana telling me I'm not allowed to use that money? I can't buy a regular bed and have and have a nice meal? Why? Why is that? Is that is that the Torah's ideal that we should live how could that be? So we need to understand. The answer is it can't be that the Torah is telling us that you're not allowed to have a piece of chicken. That you're not allowed to sleep on a bed. <clears throat> or the ideal is to have a piece of bread to sleep on the floor. So what's the Mishnah saying? It can't be. It's not a musik, it's not the Mahalach of Yiddishkeit. Even a person who temporarily took a leave of absence from the world, like the Nazir that we read, that we read about last Shabbos, even the one who took a temporary leave of absence from the world, it's not looked at as an ideal, it's not the Tachlis. The Tachlis is to be in the world. Certainly, according to the <coughs> according to the the Torah of Orshav Siyam, the, the Balshem of Akkadish, is, is not to to leave the world at all. So, is the Mishnah describing a tzaddik? Is the Mishnah describing the ideal for each and every one of us, which is the life of the tzaddik? Or is the Mishnah saying something else? And what is the meaning of Ashrecha Ba'ilam Hazah? What kind of happiness can this bring to a person like myself? I can't imagine this bringing me any any happiness at all. This kind of a life. At best, I would somehow survive. But Ashrecha? What's the Ashrecha? Heim heim advarim shenemru ad ata. That this is exactly what we've been learning until now. Adam sover. A person thinks. Shem yikach aitzu karya. A person thinks that if he takes another candy. Yagish ragua. That the candy is going to. It's going to make him feel good. It will calm him down. I mean, that's why he's taking a candy. It tastes good. Whatever it is, he's taking it in anticipation of a good taste, of a good feeling. To what can this be compared? A person takes a nail, and he wants to hammer this into the wall, this nail. They lit lights, I love to move. To hang up a picture. But the guy is so excited. <clears throat> he went to the store and he got a bargain on this fantastic picture, this painting, whatever this picture, the Yankees 1956 team picture, autographed, mantle, Joe DiMaggio, 
picked up that little kit to, uh, to hanging thing, for hanging things, runs home, grabs the hammer, and he goes over there with big hislavas, and he takes the thing and he goes to clap on the wall. Shekol The whole wall collapses. He's standing over there. His wife takes a picture. He's standing holding up the 1956 Yankees, black and white, with with his little 59 cent, 69 cent little kit, the little nail and the hook, and that's it. The western wall of the house is Kharav, has fallen. Now, when he found the picture at the uh, at the uh, auction or wherever it was in the store, he found this picture. This was he had a rutzen for this, <clears throat> and this picture meant I'm going to have a tesefes to my house. Until now, my house didn't have a picture of the 1956 Yankees autographed by Mantle and Yogi Berra and the Chaver. Until now, I saw this picture now. I saw this picture at the auction at the store. I've got a Rutzen to have it. Now there's going to be something added to my house that I never had a picture like this. Then I remembered that if I want to have the picture really upright in a good way, I can't use some little nail. It's not proper for the Yankees. I'm going to go buy for, for a dollar, whatever it is, a, a little kit with a hook for 25 pounds, a special kit. I'm going to make a hook into the wall. So he thought, all of this is a tesefis. I'm a lucky guy. I have, number one, I have the picture of the 1956 Yankees, the team picture, autographed. Number two, number two, I also have, I also have the exact hardware that I need for hanging up the picture. So who yid the So he's a lucky guy. I have, I have something extra. My life is better than it used to be. I went outside of myself, and I, I, I wanted something, and I found something that's going to improve my life. I got myself another drop of pleasure. That drop, this time, is in the form of the picture. One more tipa of tanak. But look what happened. Because of this little, because of this little nail, this little nail, Cost a few pennies because of this because of this little nail. Avayde Hamas mehakotin who haras es hakir legamri. He destroyed the very house that he was seeking, that he wanted to upgrade, that he wanted to improve. He destroyed it. So the question is. So each and every one of us thinks, come on, this is a very, very ridiculous picture. I myself have put up at least 20 pictures. I put up paintings, pictures, never once happened. They gave a clap and my wall fell down. It's ridiculous. The marshal of the wall falling down is a marshal that each and every one of us has lived through. We don't just live through it once uh, some terrible story but each and every one of us lives through it daily we live through this day by day I told the story a number of times in shul and I mentioned it on I mentioned it on, on, on Shabbos that that I heard this myself from once by Shabbos this in Farakoy from Shabbos Farakoy from Shabbos Farakoy 
don't know why it's, it's the, 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 the Maisa was the Maisa was Reb Shlomit said that when he was when he was a bacher in in Chaim Berlin <clears throat> many years before it moved to before it moved to Flatbush Chaim Berlin was actually for a year or two in Farakway so when it was still in Brooklyn so he said that uh, there was a, a huge Tamachacham that sat in this Medrash. Uh, it was a person who was uh, an older man who was married without any children, and he sat in this Medrash. A Jew that was a, a Shasiv, you know, knew all, of, knew all of Shas. Whenever they had a question, they would come and speak to him in learning, and he always answered with Horus Panim with a smile. So. And it bothered Reb Shlaima that, that uh, this man sits by himself with his wife every Shabbos. Shachmanis. And he didn't understand, like, what is, how come no one ever goes to stay with him, to, to spend time to visit? So, so Shlomo, uh decided he would ask a couple of the guys, and we'll go and we'll ask him, maybe you want to have some Shabbos company. They talk it did. And the Tamil Chacham was thrilled. He was thrilled. And, and, they, uh, and they went over there Friday night. <clears throat> and the meal was a beautiful, beautiful the, the, the man's rabbits made a delicious meal and his mirrors and Tyra Kisinai. Tom Chacham was saying Tyra. Everything was going great until it came time for like before dessert. And the Tom Chacham leaned back in his chair and he and he said he's that uh, he said to his wife, I'm ready for my beer. Here's my beer. And she gasped and she and, and she, she got frightened and the boys didn't know what was going on. And she said she started to stammer, and she said, "I'm, I'm, I'm very, I, 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 I got busy with this on on Erev Shabbos and with that and this phone and that and all different things, and and I, I, I forgot to get the beer." So Shlomo said that this Tamachacham began to pound on the table. Where's my beer? I want my beer. She started to pound on the table. She started to cry. I don't have it. I forgot it. I'm so sorry. Maybe I could find. It. I'll go look. Whatever. I don't know. Pounding. He said, he, I don't remember if it's from the said, but it turned over things, and, and he was yelling, and he turned red, and the, and the guys just stood up, and they, you know, started to back out of the, out of the house, and the next morning, he was by the Rosh Hashiv, by Rufutna, so, so Rufutna called him over, and he said, so, you understand why nobody goes there for Shabbos now, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's best that we, le- we remember him the way he is here, in the base Medrash, not the way that he acts at home. So here you have a thing that that's a little nail. It's a Ratsan Gashmi. The Ratsan Gashmi is what? A Ratsan Gashmi. The Ratsan Gashmi is to have a beer. So what's, what's so bad? The, the whole week he didn't have such a thing. He wanted from a covered Shabbos a beer. He had a Ratsan Gashmi. The Ratsan Gashmi became part of his Shabbos regimen, became part of his Shabbos schedule. And it became the nail that was in his own coffin and Nebuch in his wife's coffin. That he's ready to humiliate himself, frighten a bunch of Yeshiva Bachim, embarrass and break his wife's heart. For what? A beer. A beer. <coughs> and I said that each and every one of us knows what that means. And I, I mentioned on Shabbos this conversation that I had with, with my wife that when it was one of these, some, some long time, whatever, some Shabbos, a Shabbos by mitzvah, one of those things, or whatever it was, the Shabbos, but it's, you know, where where the lunch doesn't start until after they clear off the Kiddush, and it's already 
lunch starts at one o'clock and it's a Shabbos in the winter. And as they're as they're clearing off, you know, the kiddush and it starts to get closer to twelve thirty quarter to one, you start to wonder what's going to be with this Shabbos because Mincha is already four o'clock, four fifteen. I'm only starting to eat at one o'clock, quarter to one one. You look around, you see there are a couple of grandfathers here, Baruch Hashem, a couple of uncles, whatever. The, the by Mr. Boy himself, there could be four, five, six speeches. One of the grandfathers, you've heard him before, he's good for half hour, at least half hour, just to talk about the, the great-grandmother, what a tzedekah she was. And the way you figure, standing there as they're putting the kiddush away and they're getting ready for, for washing for the meal, so the way it looks, the way it looks is that I'm not quite sure where my Shabbos nap is going to come into this picture over here. I don't see it. This could be a problem. And this is a conversation I have with my wife. And uh, and I was saying to her as we were standing there watching them set up that you know it's already one o'clock. So I says yeah. So Mincha is at the Mincha is going to be four four fifteen. Yeah. So I said you know uh, there's probably going to be a talk. So over his speeches things going to be more. Yeah. So I said, well, it's it's a very short day. So my wife says, so Moish is not going to have a Shabbos nap. That's what we're saying, right? Moish is not going to have a Shabbos nap. Was that Shabbos nap, which, by the way, I usually take 40 minutes, 45 minutes, but I look forward to it the whole week. It's a, I look forward to it the whole week. So that that nap. So my wife says, so that's going to that's going to have the whole this whole next few hours is going to you're going to be seeing the whole time during every speech one is. Uncle Bernie going to be done with that. Once Uncle Bernie can be done with that, I already know your whole yichus because because Uncle Saul already said the yichus. So when is Bernie going to finish? And then you're looking; it's already three twenty. So you, you start to think, listen, I might have to skip him. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you ain't suffering much to be about that. I'm definitely tired. My minchas are suffering, but I'll have any kavana. So uh, I'll go for the short thing, my nap. And then it starts to starts to go further, weiter, weiter, it's already 20 to 4, and already now the people, the, the, the Bala Simcha is saying, no, Bernie, come on. So they start to bring out a little man, it's a quarter to four, so you're staying, they put you up in a house, that's what, that's 20 minutes away, 20 minutes away someplace, what am I going to do over here, what Bernie killed me, it's a quarter to four, Minuch is 4.15, I'm staying 20 minutes away, Fafal, Fafal, where's my beer, I want my beer, Okay, so there might not be as extreme a reaction as the Tamachachim over there in Brownsville or wherever that was. Might not be such an extreme reaction. But it's not good. It's not good. For you, it's a nail in the wall. It breaks down the wall. You weren't able to sit back and to relax and to enjoy and to, and to find yourself in that family and to find yourself in the Devetaira. You weren't able to find yourself in it. You were, you were, you were outside getting annoyed feeling that this is really uh, not right, it's not right, and so on and so forth. So, Madur Be'emes, why is it that a Tanaka Gash Mikolkach Hayres? Why is it that that Tanaka Gash, that, that physical pleasure that you wanted, even a harmless one, we're not talking, we didn't talk yet anything about a virus. We didn't talk yet about Taivas for things that are forbidden. That, that's obvious that that destroys life. We're not even going, we're not even talking about that. Taivas, forbid things. Rotson Gashmi. We're talking about Rotson Gashmi. Taivas, we know, forbid things that. Rotson Gashmi. 
a harmless Rasangashmi, a glass of beer. I'm not talking about a whole bottle, a little glass, a little nap. A Rasangashmi. Whatever that, to hang up a picture. A Rasangashmi. Masu kariachas, kariacholalasas, love another. One candy. What could one can? What harm could one candy cause? So the Torah says, one candy can't cause any harm. Just like there's nothing wrong with having a picture, and there's nothing wrong with having a beer uh, on Shabbos, one little drop, and there's nothing wrong with having a nap, 45 minutes, tops an hour, not a three-hour Shabbos extravaganza. <laughs> but what's wrong? The Torah says. On the next page, Kuflam Azayim, Benenu, what's wrong? Klum! Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with having it. Everybody say, what's wrong? What's wrong is not having it. What's wrong is needing it, wanting it, and needing it. There's nothing wrong with having it. Abiyud Anasi had everything. Dovid Malach had everything. They didn't need it. They didn't want it. Why did they have it? Whatever the Cheshman is. Kavad Amalchus, the wife, whatever it is. And even if and even if it, it looked nice, and once it's there, you enjoy it. But it's not a want or a need. It's not an indispensable part of your life. It's not the apartment on the 19th floor on the couch overlooking the ocean. So the answer is one candy. What could be wrong with one candy? Banana klum. Lefakos kemar klum. Nothing really. I feel even from a nutritional point of view, even the biggest, biggest machmir with nutritional stuff. They wouldn't say that one candy, if you take one candy a week, one one little candy. No one says, you know, a doctor would never say that that's going to harm you. One candy. One cigarette doesn't hurt a person. One cigarette a person takes a week or one cigarette a month doesn't do anything to you. One drink a week, uh, it's not going to do anything to you. As far as health-wise. Shum reifa le'yoyma shim adam ochal pam no doctor would say that if you have once in a while something that it, as long as it's not poison but it's something which might not be so nutritional so healthy to have a potato chip to have a candy no one would say that that's who who is a that that causes such damage any damage <clears throat> certainly not so so then what's the problem why? What's the problem of wanting this, the the, the uh, candy or the cookie? One candy. What's the problem? Why would the one candy destroy the wall, the one nail candy destroy the wall? Why will the one rotsngashmi destroy my ashracha ba'elam hazeh, my happiness in this world? When we, we understand already the answer to that question, and we understand in Mela what the mission is telling us, the mission is not saying that a Jew can, is only allowed to have a piece of bread, and a Jew is only allowed to have a drink of water and to sleep on the floor. That's not true. You're allowed to sleep in a nice bed, and you're allowed to eat a good meal, and you're allowed to have a drink of juice or soda. You're allowed to. That's not the point of the Mishnah. The Ashracha Ba'ilam Hazah is when all you need in life is the bread, the water, and the floor, which means just to survive. That, of course, a person needs to take care of, or else, God forbid, you don't live. 
and Hashem doesn't want that. Anything else in, in the world, you don't need it. And there's no, therefore, because you don't need it, there's no sense in wanting it, in wanting it. In Mimela, there's no misery in its absence. There's no tzibrachinkai. There's no frustration. There's no anger. There's no pain. There's no sense of deprivation. That means, that's what it means. The chayitzar of deprivation is so that you shouldn't feel deprived. You and I, because we're, we're simple people, we feel much less deprived than the richest people in the world feel right now. You know that. We feel much less deprived. That's right. We feel very happy. We, we learned a little bit. We davened a little bit. And, and we have uh, we have our little, whatever, we have our little homes and our little things and our cars. And the big, rich people, they, they're feeling more deprived because this guy... This guy wanted to buy that other guy's company. This guy doesn't understand how after he bought his girlfriend $4 million worth of jewelry, she, he found a text message to her other boyfriend. He doesn't, doesn't understand. I spent $4 million on this girl. And now she's now she's got another boyfriend. So he's deprived the deprivation of this world. The world is, is unbelievable. The high tsar of the world now the world never had as much, and there's never been as much deprivation. And the Mishnah comes along and says, Ashrecha Ashrecha You don't need anything. Like I always mention to you from Tzadikim say, the world is a gewaldic place if you don't need the world. It's a very good world if you don't need it. But if you need the world, it's Gehenna. It's a great place if you don't need it. <clears throat> if you need it, that's bad. That's bad. That's the terrorist. The problem is not that you had a candy, as long as it's not going to do any physical harm to you. It's not poison. Just like the problem is not sleeping in a bed. It's not going to hurt you. That's, to eat a meal, if you eat normal uh, food, it's not going to hurt you. The nail that knocks down the wall is Rotson. That's the nail on the wall. It's not having the picture up. <coughs> it's needing to have it up. It's wanting to have it up. So how does one ever buy the picture? There is such a thing that a person can fix up his house. There is such a thing. And even though and even though we were talking about the guy on the nineteenth floor with the ocean view, but even that guy even the guy that that doesn't want that, he does want to have a place to take his family. There's a difference between the necessities of life and how you define them and the extracurricular stuff. And what's your what's your way of looking at this? There are people who, who set their eyes on something and now it's becoming even a big in these signs because people go shopping on the internet. So it used to be that only when they go to a store or they look in the newspaper they see an ad. And even when they see an ad in the newspaper, that doesn't mean they could run out at 11 o'clock at night to go to the store. But now a person can go on the computer. He can go two o'clock in the morning, and and he sees uh, he sees a couch or a chair that he likes. You could order it. Right? You could order it. it. Doesn't make a difference when you press the button. You could order it in the middle of the night. So now people are going on the on the internet shopping, twenty four hours they can go shopping. It used to be that that, that, had, that there was a time that it was, the stores were closed. I remember with my mother, she should be well. That I remember being in, at a store 
when it was supposed to open at 9 o'clock, there was some big sale. I don't know, like Labor Day, whatever, some big sale. I remember standing there with my mother as a little kid, like waiting for the door to open with like hundreds of ladies there standing. And then when the doors would open, it was like, a, you know, crazy, rushing in and getting stuff. You don't have to do that anymore. You could sit quietly. You could, you could be sipping on a tea or whatever it is, a coffee. You go on your computer and you press... You press uh, couches.com and they go over there at the couches, any couch, whatever color you want, whatever size you want. You spend two hours. Look, honey, look at this. You like this? No, I like this. You like this? I like that. Okay, you have the credit card. Take out the credit card. Beep, 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 beep. So we're living in a time where the Ritzayinus HaGashmim at 24 hours does a Hechatim to get it. Or at least it was when a person knew that he couldn't get. So then sometimes you didn't have the rutz in the middle of the night. So this was the tachlis of my rutz now, because the store's not open. Tomorrow we'll go to the store, we'll see. Then the rutz will be strong. I don't have the rutz, but right now I don't have a rutz. My rutz is time to be here with my family, or whatever, to read, to relax. I don't have a rutz nagashmi. This business about shopping online, which might, you know, which many people have asked me about this, because like, I've spoken a few times to this. What's wrong? It makes life much easier. It's the, it makes life easier in that respect. But it's the, it's the candy that destroys your life. It's the nail that knocks down your wall. It's just another nail to knock down another wall of life. That I could sit there at 12 o'clock midnight and, and be, in, be in Macy's or in Bloomingdale's, whatever the stores are called. I could be in that store because they have a website. So I could be there. It's not having it, it's wanting it and needing it. That's a Messiah Because the person wants and wants more and more things and he doesn't pay attention, he doesn't look to see the Aitzahamelach, the Ginza Hamelach Bayudan, the treasure of the king that's inside of himself. He's no different than the guy that standing there with all the happiness in in the palace of the king with the key to the treasure and he's running away he's heading to the hills he's running into problems he's running to bad places he's running to all kinds of tsaras he's running and running away from the palace his entire life he's going out in the other direction he can never get to the Eitzah And it's so sad because he's running. He's got it inside of himself. And he's running away from himself. He's running and running away from himself. And in doing so, he's running away from the Eitzah Where is he going? He's going onto the website. What's the website for right now? 12.25 a.m. It's embarrassing because the, the computer always tells you the time, right? So like, it's an embar- it would be an embarrassing thing. How are we going to explain in Shemayim at 120? The Baruch Shalom has all of the, you know, he has all of your records. And he has all of your uh, computer stuff. The guy in the store could do that too. The computer store, he could, he could, or the police, they could empty out from the computer even if you delete it, right? There's a way to do that. That's what they say. But uh, the, the Barishon Kivyahal certainly has that. So, you know, it's going to be a very funny thing to say to you. It says over here 1.36 a.m. Yud Ches Elu, Chai Elu. 1.36 a.m. The Barishon says, come over here for a second. I have you down here, 1.36 a.m. Yudches Elul. Tavshin Samech Tes. Emes? What? 
136. Chai, El will touch the sun. The Vaishnavs look at me. I, I, I know, I know that. I got the, I got it straight. You can, you, you, maybe you told something else to your wife, to your kids. I got it straight. 1.36 a.m. So, this, what, so, okay, I guess so. Was there something, something bad? So, the says, you talk about the other stuff that you sometimes did? No. No, 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 it's not that. So, what was it? I have you down here, 1.36 a.m., uh, that you, 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 uh, you bought a, um, a lampshade. At 1.36 a.m., you bought from Sears, online, a lampshade. Is that true? It says, 1.36 a.m. I bought a lampshade. The says, I told you, I don't mix up anything over here. I got it yesterday. 1.36 a.m., you ordered a lampshade from Sears. I... There's no Aveyu in a lampshade. And if a talk at that time was for some whatever it was, it's not Aveyu. But it's a wasted life. It's a life of running away from the Eitzah HaMelech. Where you should have been sleeping, so you have to see you have Kreichs to get up and learn with a little bit Kadavi. Where you should have been learning if you're a night person, to learn at night. Or to talk to your, to, 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 to talk to your wife, or to talk to a kid who needed a talking to. Achveis, that's right, 136 is late. But... But to this, a Ratzin Gashmi, 1.36 a.m. Chai El, every Rosh Hashanah, he's told Ratzin Gashmi. This is a big sign for our generation, if it's sign this, if it's sign this. Running away from Eitzah HaMelech. Sarach Lahavan, he said, I want you to understand. The Mishnah here is not talking about deep spiritual things, how to find God and meaning and so on. The Mishnah is saying a simple thing. That your life in this world should be a good life. It should be a happy life. The only way that life could be good and happy is by not needing, by not wanting. Jews talk that way. At least the old Jews, you should never need anything. It's an expression. You shouldn't need it. You have it, you shouldn't need it. There's a big difference. You shouldn't need it. The talking he says about Poshet Ashrach Abedam Hazer. This world this world happiness. We must understand that there's a different recipe for happiness than the one that we think. That we think the recipe is is wanting and having and so on. There's a different there's a different recipe. Joy, there's a different recipe. Pleasure. It's entirely different than the recipe that we're familiar with, which is the shopping list, going back to the beginning of today's talk. The shopping list, I need this, I need this, I need this, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. We, all, we look at that thing and we say, all of these ingredients are the recipe that make up my happiness. The, uh, the air conditioner, the, the, this, the, this, the, that, the job, the promotion. All of these things are, the, are the, my recipe for happiness. Well, that's not the recipe for happiness. That's the recipe for Chorban. Not having to any of those things on the list, that's okay. The wanting, having a list, carrying around a list, that's the recipe for destruction. The recipe of Ashrecha Ba'ilam Hazah, 
a clean, beautiful paper. And if it's sinus, if it's sinus, of a Bashan, of a Taisus, of a Chumash Rashi, of a, of, of a, of, of some mitzvah, of some Aisim Taivim. Im ein la'adam hakara shebesaycha yeshaitzer, if the person doesn't realize that within himself there's the Aitzer, the treasure, then he's going to run. He's going to go run around running for the Oitzah someplace else. Running around with that list. Check, 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 check. And it's an amazing thing. As many times as he checks all things from the list, he still has a list. He still has a list. Checks off, checks off, he still has a list. But when the person understands what we're learning, where the Oitzah is and what the Oitzah is, what the treasure is and where it is, He's not running, he's not jumping. He's not running. To A person bought a recliner, a lounge chair, whatever, and wrote the rest. He's always going running or going online. To get more <coughs> lounge chairs. To get more lounge chairs. I remember once went someplace to look. We went to look at a house someplace we were to move. And we went, we went someplace, and uh, and they had in the backyard, very nice backyard, and very very beautiful outdoor furniture. It's all very nice setup, and um, and I said to the guy, I mean we couldn't afford this. It was like you know, it wasn't affordable this place. But I said to the guy, oh, you know, it's really you have a nice place. You know, I'm not getting it. I'm not buying it, but you have a nice place. He made it very nice. You know, I want to say something <clears throat> nice to the guy. The guy said to me, he's he's uh, from you. The guy said to me, I I don't think I've sat in that thing more than twice. I have it for five years. The whole outdoor patio, deck furniture, umbrella situation. <laughs> it hasn't been twice. I said, maybe you could, I'll take it. I mean, if you're not, if you're not <laughs> using it, I'll take it. Maybe, you know, I can make something over here. Uh, so the guy, so I said, what's that? Why don't you, it's so nice over here, a big yard with trees. He says, ah, I don't know how to Stuff like that. Going on. So I'm going to get into a whole schmooze with him. What about shop? I didn't get to a schmooze with him. He just said, I, I don't have to. So it's no? Guys, it's So So Schwartz says, guy buys a lounging chair and, and he never sits on it. He's always going online to look at lounging chairs. He's making up his deck, fixing up his house. And then, you know, then he starts to, maybe, maybe finally goes to lie down. His wife says, no, I want a different house. I'm not happy here. we got to move from here. Or God forbid, you know, a pogrom or something. i got to get out of here. He never rested on it. So what are you going to get more? We have a metzius of Aisha. We live with a metzius of unbelievable ashrecha ba'ilam hazeh. Happiness, simcha, joy, tanig, vishalva, pleasure, and peace. 
you first have to believe she that it exists the neshama exists the bayu exists inside of you and afterwards to attach yourself to that existence that's inside of you a pile to plug into that because when you're plugged into that and you know what if they take away from you your picture or they take away from you your Shabbos nap. Or they take away from you your gourmet meal. doesn't bother you at all. doesn't shake you. doesn't stare you. doesn't take away your happiness. It doesn't take away. You didn't need it. You take it from the yaya nishnish. That's my, I grew up in a house. That's everything my father, every, that was his, on his lips. Yaya nishnish. Daddy, but daddy, I was looking forward for the list. For the list. Two months to go to that Yaki game and it's rained out, you know that. Yeah, yeah, nish, nish. It's my father. Everything. Yes, yes, no, no. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah, nish, nish. And he practiced that. He met him for many more years. He practiced that, and I saw that the pile, everything was yeah, yeah, nish, nish. So, yes, no. That's it. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. To live that way is I see that with my own eyes. And we see ourselves and we see other people that that with all of the ya 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 that they have, the whole life is nish 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 nish. I don't, I don't, I don't, not, 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 not. So this is the Ashwakha Bailamhazah. We should be Zaikha not only to learn about it but to feel it in every single part of ourselves and to be Zaikha by the time when when the Bharishum will give the entire Jewish people, everything that they need, plus everything, 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 more than what we needed, but even then, it'll only be, it'll only be part of that simcha, that binding of being taken to the Bari Island.